Welcome to the Imperfect Behavior Podcast. I'm Rhiannon. I'm Melissa. We're just two behavior analysts owning and improving our imperfect behavior. Hey, Melissa. Hey. Let's talk motivation. Get you some motivation. I need that in my life. (laughs) Motivation is hard. I think it's really hard to get up and do what I don't really want to do because the next episode on Hulu is really calling my name. (laughs) Tell me first when it's really hard for you to get motivated. I mean, this can be like a million things throughout the day, (laughs) but something that like I've been struggling with for the last year probably (laughs) is my morning routine because a year ago I brought three children into my life that I now am responsible for and I have to make sure they get to school. Oh, little humans. And dressed on time and fed and everything that goes with that and I'm not a morning person. I've never been a morning person. I very strategically throughout the last few years got a job where I could show up at nine o'clock and it's (laughs) It's made me really angry (laughs) in the mornings when I have to be up at like, you know, seven o'clock, which I know is late for you. But for me, I still want to be in bed on my phone. So this has been a real struggle and I've needed to figure out a way to get myself motivated so that I'm not angry and mad because that (laughs) starts off everyone's day terribly. Um, so currently that has just been a struggle. I don't want to get out of my warm courts cozy bed. I want to sit on my iPhone and look at everything on Instagram, Pinterest, (laughs) Facebook, weather, anything and everything before I get my butt moving out of bed. So that's really where I struggle. Which is probably the opposite for me. I'm very much a morning person, not like I, you know, wake up and start singing with Disney birdies, like putting on my house robe. (laughs) I just, I don't want to be late. Like I really don't like to rush. So I wake up and give myself literally like three hours in the morning to get myself and the kids ready and get them out the door to the bus stop on time. My struggle is that I just want to go to bed at night. It's probably because I've been up since like before the crack of dawn, but by 9 p.m. at the latest, that bed is just, Rhiannon, come find me. And I just want to go to bed and I'm just kind of like looking around at all the stuff that I have to do, the laundry and the dishes and Oh, you do those things at night? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not motivated to do those things at night. I also, though, I also don't like to go to bed with a dirty kitchen or a mess because it kind of plagues me in the morning and it's just like this vicious circle going round and round of all the things that I have to do. But I think it also changes for me based on a few setting events, right? So things that are happening in my world that are kind of changing alter up the motivation and alter for me the effort that I'm willing to put forth for a set event. So my husband is in the military and so is yours, but whenever he is gone, it really changes how I feel about things. When he's gone, 
I don't know what happens. I kind of gain this like spidey sense where I can like take care of a hundred things at once and I feel really on top of it and I'm and semi put together. But when he's here, all effort goes out the window, all motivation goes like poof, bye bye. I don't want to do anything except go lay in bed and leave it for him to do. <laughs> well, I think it's like our our need to control the chaos. Yeah. Um, and we're motivated to do that because we know that if they're gone and we don't have our significant other there, oh man, that can be real big storm if we don't kind of gather ourselves and hyper organize and or else I, I just don't know how we would survive it to yeah, be quite honest. True. So we have to be like on our game and you do it way more than I have to do it. Um, and I haven't had to do it much since the kids come, but I can totally relate. Or just on a busy weekend, like if we have a mm-hmm. bunch of stuff going, I go in hyper mode of we need to do blah, 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 blah. Get this done, get this done, get this done. Or else I know that it's all going to fall apart and then it's going to leave me just feeling exhausted and not capable of doing anything. So Right. Well, because I, come Monday morning, I mean, that is the last thing that you have time to do. You have other priorities. But again, with like motivation, come Saturday morning and it's like 60 degrees outside and it's been 40 and rainy and it's like, well, I could clean or I could go outside and leave it for later. And get our vitamin D that we so much need. Um, Right. So there's so many different factors that I think affect our motivation. Mm Mm-hmm. I think some of that is how do we even identify what's motivating us in the first place? And I think that's easy to recognize for yourself what you're motivated by, but then I think we tend to think other people are motivated by the same things. I want my husband to be like as motivated (laughs) to like get things organized and ready to go as I do, but he could care less because he's highly motivated to do other things. and I think that, so how do we identify that? What what are some things that we can do? Yeah, I understand completely. I'm motivated for definitely certain, you know, certain things that my husband's not motiv- motivated for and my kids are not motivated for. Like you said, they, they really couldn't care less if the house is picked up before we go outside. And there's a few different kind of tools in behavior analysis that determine what you could be motivated for, like preference assessments. Um, And really, those are just kind of fancy little forms of figuring out a bracket system or, you know, just kind of like listing your your top motivators. If you're comparing today a cup of coffee as a motivator versus like finding a hundred bucks, I've already had coffee today. So like I'm not really motivated for that right now. I would gladly take your money. <laughs> yeah. So that reminds me, I don't know, I think it would be interesting to almost do like a would you rather game with your kids. Have you ever done this? Uh no, but I uh, well it just came to mind like we were talking about would you rather, between you and I, like, mm-hmm. would you rather get up early or go to bed <laughs> late? So what would you rather do? Get up early. Get up early. See, I have no interest in that. I would much <laughs> rather get up as late as possible in the morning and then stay up late. I'm just more of a night owl. But then it ties into things like food. So would you rather eat sweet or salty foods? Sweet. See, I'm a sweet girl, too. Yeah. I don't really care about salty. But Mitch is salty. He is 100% salty. That's my husband. He is 100% salty foods all the live long day, whereas like I really 
do not care about going through the Wendy's drive through To get french fries I at mean, 9 o'clock true. I mean, I also don't eat meat either. So it's like <laughs> options are limited. But it, it's kind of like in motivation, if I were to say like, hey, here's a nice cupcake for you if you clean with me, he wouldn't be as likely to jump on the opportunity as if I was like, hey, here's a Baconator. <laughs> He would definitely jump on the opportunity. I think I've definitely used things like that with my husband. Like, hey, if you go do this activity that's geared towards my liking, next weekend I'll let you go take a day to go fishing. Right. So I know that because those are things that he wants out of life. So I have to kind of use what he likes. Yeah. Because me, I don't want to go fishing. And that's a whole other thing. That's that's yeah. like a first then thing, but... That's true. Yeah. But I still know what it's like. I know what I can use that's going to motivate him. Right. Versus what's not going to motivate him, like you were saying, the cupcake. Now, a cupcake would likely motivate me <laughs> all day long. Yeah. So I definitely think there's some ways that you can ask your children or your mm-hmm. employees or your students um, what motivates them would you rather do PE or like go outside and play for 10 minutes or watch a YouTube video or funny mm-hmm. video in the classroom I think it also depends on the kids and they're not all gonna agree at the same time either so kind of using right. what you know that they like to kind of help start some of those behaviors you want to see improving mm-hmm. but I, I know we have some really great tools that we're going to share in our Facebook group mm-hmm. um that have different types of preference assessments. So we talked about like a bracket system and just comparing all the different options out there and kind of weaning down to the, their top five choices. So mm-hmm. you know that. Because I think for each of our kids, it's different. I know one of my kids wants to be outside all the time. The other one wants to be indoors all the time. The other one just wants to eat pizza. So it also depends like they're on their age. But even with employees, I've had my employers in the past asked, would you rather earn more money or would you rather earn more vacation days and that's changed for me in the past some days I really want or some years I wanted more vacation time because I didn't have that in my job and I live 3,000 miles away from my family so I need ample amounts of vacation days because we have to take so long to travel I can't just do a weekend trip back to California so that at the time was really motivating so yeah I was out working all the weekends to get extra PTO time And some years I don't need to travel as much and I need to make some more money. So I think those, I think it's important to ask those questions. Kind of get the most um, behavior or positive behaviors you want out of everyone around you. I think individualizing it as much as possible Mm -hmm. is really important because like you said, one person stands alone and what motivates them, but the person next to them, it's completely different most likely. And then also if it's, like a comparison thing it also kind of goes into effect of does this motivate you for that particular thing would I take a cupcake to do the dishes yeah sure I mean that that seems fair that balances out but am I gonna take a cupcake to go like run a half marathon yeah thanks but no um well that kind of reminds me of a funny story too because I love ice cream so I will do a lot of things for ice cream a lot of things but just recently it was funny we only had one ice cream cone left in the house and I my husband asked if he could have it I said okay well you can have that ice cream cone but you're gonna owe me like 30 minutes of cuddle time because he (laughs) could care less about cuddle time but I need that. And so it was at that point, I already had ice cream the night before. So it wasn't like I really needed ice cream, but I hadn't had cuddles for a while. So <laughs> at that point, I was way more motivated to let him have the ice cream because I knew I was going to get something like I needed that day. Where typically I'd be like, 
no, get your hands off that ice cream cone. Right. Um, just depending on how long I've had it prior. What do you think, though, about going back to your original thing that you struggle with, which is getting up in the morning? I think a lot of times when we talk about like motivation and how to get going with the thing that we're struggling with, it's all about setting yourself up for success and like setting yourself up in the environment and like the physical things around you to kind of help it play out better. So what are you going to do to help your butt get up in the morning? To improve my behavior? Well, I've started a few things. I had gone to therapy and like talked all about this and I'm just... My therapist was like, you just need to change your thought process. I was like, I'm 33 years old. Like, <laughs> my thoughts about waking up early are not going to change because I've tried this multiple times throughout my life to be like a morning person. It's not going to happen. So what I decided was that I could change what – I had to start thinking about it as to what does motivate me in the morning. And so when I started to think about it, what I was missing in my mornings was what I used to get, which was my time on the couch, my time to drink my coffee. It was like quiet. I could watch the news and just let myself get ready in the morning. What I started to do was instead of changing my ideas of how much I hate my mornings now or hate getting up out of my warm bed, it was more, okay, well, what do I like? Okay, well, I love my time to sit with my coffee, watch the news, get myself together. So how can I accomplish that? Okay, well, I have to give myself that 30 minutes in the morning to get up before the kids to do that. But my reward for doing that is I do get my 30 minutes of coffee, TV, let my brain wake up. So once I kind of started focusing more on what actually is motivating me in the morning, then I was able to like sit in that thought process and then get up in the morning when my alarm goes and goes, oh, I'm actually really excited to get up because I'm going to go get that 30 minutes of quiet time Mm -hmm. that I so enjoy. So I think I've gotten myself probably, I'm at like 75% now if we're going to go back to data before it was zero days out of bed. Um, And now probably four out of the five days I get up. That's not bad though. I think that's actually pretty good. I um, do need to be at like 100% because again, I get very angry if I'm waking up at right when the kids wake up. So the other thing I've thought of, I just have not committed to it because I'm so attached to my phones like everyone else, is getting a normal alarm clock for the side of my bed. My husband has a phone. I, it's just on the other side of the room. So I know if we're in an emergency, someone can get a hold of us. But to put my phone out near the couch, and then I'll be even more motivated to get out of bed on those days that it's a real struggle bus because that's my other big motivation is to sit on my phone in the morning. So yeah. if it's set away from me and I've completely changed my then environment, you physically have to get I, like, out of bed. Have to, to get bed. out of bed, yeah. and I think it would be very motivating for me to get to my phone. Now, can I actually pull like the cord on that and not sleep right next to my phone all night long? To be determined. We'll have to give you guys an update. But I really think if I did that, I would have a 100% success rate of getting out of bed. Yeah. And I mean, in logic, I guess it it is like a really simple thing to do. But sometimes, you know, that like self-management piece of like nobody standing over your bed. Melissa, your phone is too close. You know, it's it's kind of like you have to be a, a big girl and put on your big girl panties and like do it. And uh, it's it is just hard. I was kind of thinking my piece of wanting to go to bed at night and staring around at all the stuff that I have to do. My current pattern of behavior, which is clearly not working, is I'll put all of the clean laundry to be folded and to be put away on top of my bed. 
But then what I do is I just shove it nicely off to the floor at night, sleep, and then in the morning, put it right back on the bed. (laughs) So then it just kind of builds up and stays and that causes a lot of stress for me of, you know, this tidy environment that I... I like to function in and then we fight about who's gonna fold the laundry because it's just like growing and growing and multiplying. I kind of thought about how my house is set up and our bedrooms are upstairs and then you know the laundry is downstairs. What if I legit put my laundry on the stairs? (laughs) I know it sounds stupid but then I cannot get to my bed without stepping on the laundry. And I honestly think that that would drive me more crazy than just having it be on the bed. Because I don't know, it's like this weird thought process I have of, okay, sure, the laundry's on the bed. But if I make the bed and then put the laundry on top of it, it's somehow okay (laughs) in my delusional, you know, my delusional little world. So I think I'm, I think I'm honestly gonna try it. I think I'm gonna try and like put the laundry baskets right on the landing of the stairs and then I think I will help I don't know also also TBD (laughs) Um, well I think it's funny because these things are things I mean how long have you been dealing with this issue with laundry I'm 34 so probably the last 15 years that I've been living on my own having to be an adult yeah having to be an adult so I think we can all relate to this um even our listeners of we have these habits that we want so desperately to change, yet we keep doing the same things over and over again, which we already know is like the definition of insanity. But I think there are some simple tools that if we can kind of hone in on like what's the motivating piece to it. But Mm -hmm. I think we have to identify like what the actual things that motivate us are um, to really be able to change our behavior. But Mm -hmm. then to put some antecedents in place or things that we do prior to like actually getting that behavior to resolve itself, things like, okay, you're going to change your environment. You're going to put the laundry on the couch or I'm going to actually move my phone to the living room. Like those things I know would actually, like I said, if I move my phone, I would be 100% getting out of bed every morning. All these little things that we can do will really help us if we can identify that motivating piece. Yeah, I know my kids are extremely motivated for electronics and TV time or some sort of like tablet time. So we... We're constantly bickering back and forth about when they came home from school, uh, you know, the first thing that they would do is like jump on the TV or jump on the tablet and then I'd be like tripping over backpacks and later on it would be like, oh, I can't, you know, pack my lunch because I left the food in it from yesterday and now it's dirty and now I have to like figure out how to fix this and I'm rushing in the morning. So we put up this little list right above like the hooks where they put their lunch boxes and it's just a, a simple reminder of like when you get home unpack your backpack, unpack your lunchbox, pick out your clothes for tomorrow, and then TV. And that, especially for my seven-year-old, was so motivating. Like, he even asked me to time him of, like, how fast he could get his backpack unpacked. Isn't that the dream? <laughs> yeah. He was like, watch how fast I do this. And then, like, seriously, just, like, whips it out. He knows every day. At this point, we've been doing it for, like, months and months and months. So it's it's a habit and it is routine. It's kind of like the expectation. But he's still motivated. Like, that piece still stands of he wants the TV. He wants the tablet. So he knows that he has to get this piece done first and then he can have it. And it's a win for both people. He's yeah. happy. 
And you're happy. <laughs> I'm very happy. So, you know, improving these behaviors, I think at the end of the day, if we can just think about things the right way and think about motivators, like mm-hmm. we can really improve some of these imperfect behaviors that we're going to be kind of um, challenging ourselves with. So I don't know. I think that's a good place to wrap it up. But Definitely. hopefully um, you guys can relate to motivation. Um, and please join us in our conversation at our group on Facebook at Imperfect Behavior. Um, we're going to be, like we said, um, uploading some of those preference assessments that you can help for yourselves, for your spouses, for your kids, for your animals. I mean, it relates to everything um, in life. So go check that out. Um, and then we're also just going to be open to conversations on that group. We want to help you guys. We want to support each other. We want everyone who's listening um, to learn about these behavioral principles and then be able to apply them because we want you guys to also stop getting these habits that you've probably had for 15 years and really start improving um, on some of those things to help your life get better. Yeah, definitely. I guarantee it. My problem is also somebody else's problem and their problem is like somebody else's problem. So like place where people can kind of just go and like lay it on the line and admit their faults and then just say like, all right, guys, let's like figure this out together. Yes, absolutely. So join us. Um, and again, if you want to own and improve your own imperfect behavior, join the conversation at Facebook at Imperfect Behavior. You can follow us on Instagram at Imperfect Behavior or email us at connect at imperfectbehavior.com. See you guys next week. Bye.